attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my goodness. Adam. Da-da. I feel like it's like the like the, the Adam attempted the drum roll. Dana. We did it. We're there. 100? Yeah. Holy moly. We have talked about Disney for 100 hours plus on a podcast that five people listen to. It's Sometimes glorious. six. Let's give our credit. Sometimes six. <laughs> I'm so impressed with us. We did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. Aww. Oh, oh, Kamala. I am. I am amazed. We're at 100 cheers to that. And of course, this is probably like the first one where I haven't had a cocktail while we're recording this because I have to get up to run tomorrow <laughs> morning. <laughs> so I'm like drinking water. Wouldn't this would be the one episode where I actually could be justifiedly drinking. But hey, we've done we it. Have. 100 episodes. Truly, it feels like it's gone by so fast. I'm really proud of us. I can't believe that we've done this for 100 episodes. That means... That we've had unpaid inter- – I'm sorry, excuse me, Emmy-nominated unpaid intern Ryan. He just was nominated yes. for an Emmy, you guys. Like, that. maybe that's the biggest news I should be sharing first off. Not for our show. Not for our show. Let's just be totally clear. Do we clear. have to be clear? There are no Emmys for the Gen D podcast. Did we have to be clear? I don't even think they give <laughs> Emmys for any sort of podcast. But there's some awards. We don't get them for podcasting. No, you all know that unpaid intern Ryan, a.k.a. my husband, is a sound engineer and voiceover director. He's amazing, and we love him. And he was just nominated for one of the preschool program shows that he does on Netflix for, for sound engineering and mixing. So good job. Cheers to you, Ryan. Cheers to Ryan. Clink, clink. I, I, ching, 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 ching. What are you a, drinking in that it's goblet? It's a glass of. You guys should see this. Dana's got like a goblet, literally a goblet. That's not even a wine glass. That's a goblet. But what's in there? It's a glass of rosé. It's a glass of rosé and it's only okay. It's the Yes Way rosé. So we're not going to have them as a sponsor because I, I'm, it's more like a meh way rosé for me. Uh, yeah, well. I don't love it, but. Also, this is the difference between California and New York right now. We have, we have moved on from rosé season. Out here in New York, where it's cold, bitter, cold already all the time. But you sir, know, it got cold here. You still are living in rosé. It got time. cold here today. Yesterday it rained. Uh-huh. It rained. So was it seventy? Yeah, I got to seventy-three. No, I'm just kind of basically finishing off a bottle that Sierra Jones left over at my house, and it's just okay. It's just okay, rosé. That should be what it's called instead of yes way rosé. Uh, but anyhow, back to the most important thing. We made it a hundred episodes. I'm so proud of us. This has taken us about what a year yeah. and a half to get here. Two years? Oh my gosh, what is time? Two years. Two years. Two years. When did we start this? We started this. We oh my started gosh, in I can't remember. April. It was a blur. We started in April 2021. So yeah. two and a half years, which is pretty crazy. Two and a half years to get to a hundred episodes. I'm so proud of us. Look at us. Oh, look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. Just kidding. That's 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 from Hot Ones. I thought, that's from Paul Rudd's Hot Ones. Oh, but Lord. also, look at us. We did it. We did it. You know, it was crazy because we. I think we. If we think back to when we started this thing, and we were basically just bored out of our minds, stuck at home, like every other podcast that was created in the year 2021, stuck at home, bored out of our minds during the pandemic, and really missing Disney. We were missing Disneyland and. I don't know. We just started talking about it, and this became a thing. We did. We missed Disneyland. Disneyland was closed. I think we were feeling really worried that it would never open ever again. Yeah. And so I think you and I just said, hey, let's start a podcast. I guess that was two and a half years ago. Had started working for Allison Mertzman's travel agency. Yep. And started booking Disney travel for for people who couldn't travel yet because nothing was open. But I had met Allison and I was trying to find a unique way to maybe market my experience as a travel agent. And I thought the best way I know how to do this, I'm not an Instagram girly. I don't want to post cute photos of everything all the time. Like, (laughs) sorry, that's not the content. But I like to talk. And I also like the medium of podcasting. So that's really how I first started thinking about it. And then you and I were just talking one day about how much we miss we miss everything. We miss Disney. And I told you I was thinking about starting a podcast and you're like, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm, I'll am i do it with you. I want to be a part of this. And the rest is history. And it was like, 
Kurt looked at me like, what are you doing? Are you, are you, what? You're going to do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, I am. I'm going to do a podcast. And I think he thought it would be like, yeah, this is cute. They'll do this for like, you know, a couple of months and then be bored with it. Cut to two and a half years later. I also, I refer to this when people ask about it. I'm like, no, it's really just an excuse for me and Dana to catch up once a week over drinks over Zoom. And people listen to it. Like we actually have like a full other show that we don't record before the (laughs) show. And it's our actual like catch up and conversation before and after what we record. And I feel like maybe people listen to that too. It might be more interesting some weeks. Um, It's true. It'd probably get us in the trouble. We'd have to put an explicit on our, on our podcast. We'd have to give it that because we try really hard not to curse (laughs) during the podcast, but we curse like sailors when we're off. I would say. But I think we've had a lot of fun. We've been figuring it. it, I think back to like our original iteration of this, where we were going to do like, Mouse musings and parent tips and tricks mm-hmm. for dealing with the parks with your kids while still having a good time. And maybe we do the occasional interview and then we'd always do the vault or something like that. And now I feel like our news has stuck around. The vault has definitely been a thing. We haven't done one in a while. We should, we should do, do a, vault a vault again. And then I think what's been one of the best parts of this have been all the interviews with cast members. And we've interviewed a lot of former cast members over the last couple of years. We have. And so I think today we wanted to make a special episode for you all. You guys hear from us plenty, but I don't think you guys hear enough from our fan favorites, our cast members, former cast members, and just our friends who we love so dearly. So we asked a few of them to come back onto the podcast tonight and send us a recording of their favorite memories or maybe ridiculous memories, anything that really sparks to something very special that they experienced inside one of the Disney parks. So we asked all of our friends and we got a bunch of submissions. So we figured, and I think you should all know, Adam and I have not listened to a single one of these. So this is the first time we're hearing our friends of the podcast talk about (laughs) their favorite memories. So we figured we would start with one of our absolute fan favorites. He comes on the podcast quite often. He's a former cast member. It's Andrew Cover. You all remember the Andrew who knows everything about Disney. He's our favorite custodian who has shared so many cool stories. Andrew later went into accounting. He's had various different roles at the Disney company. He basically should become like CEO at this point. He's had every other role there. He really should. I would vote for him. If if there's a voting system to vote who can be CEO of Disney, which there should be, (laughs) Andrew would have my vote for sure, hands down. Because he's a good guy. He likes All the things I think we like when we go to parks. He knows the right drinks to order. He knows the good, like, tips on how to avoid crowds and all that stuff. And he knows, like, I think one time we were talking about how there was no hot sauce. I could not find any hot sauce packets in Disneyland. And he, like, texted me on the side. He's like, I'll tell you where you can find hot sauce packets. Him and Katie, his (laughs) wife, have the best tips because they used to go to Disneyland, like, every single day. And now they're dead to us. They're dead to us because they both moved to Orlando and I don't get to see them anymore. So I'm super sad. But now they're at Disney World every single day. They are. And they still post a lot of great stuff. You guys should follow them because they are amazing. But I think we should start with Andrew. Let's hear what Andrew has to say about one of his favorite memories. Hey there, this is Andrew Cover from Orlando, Florida. And I just wanted to send a big congratulations to Adam and Dana for reaching 100 episodes. It's a huge accomplishment. It's always been fun to listen to you guys throw you on in the cars or driving around or going to Disney and uh, hear your opinions and try to debate and see what I agree and disagree with. So again, huge congratulations to the both of you. Uh, I wanted to share about my first trip to Disney World because I grew up in San Diego. So I grew up going to Disneyland every year, uh, about once a year, and it was a good year too. But uh, I never dreamed that I would really ever be able to go to Disney World. It was all the way on the other side of the country. But then in college, after I met my uh, future wife or current wife, Katie, we took a trip to Disney World in 2010, I believe. Might have been 2000. Yeah, 2010. And it was my first trip. And I didn't know that much. I knew the basics from watching the Travel Channel or seeing some things online. But I, I was not an expert on Disney World by any means. And so I still remember taking that trip and of all things, the most magical part was taking the Magical Express, finding that video where you have all the characters getting on the bus and going around. I mean, it was just 
as cheesy as it was, the magic totally worked on me and I was super excited. Then we got to our hotel and I couldn't believe how huge, huge those resorts were. I mean, I grew up going to Disneyland and seeing those tiny hotels where you can walk around it in about a minute. But then seeing something like Caribbean Beach was just like, it was incredible or how big the contemporary was. I just couldn't believe it. I remember getting on the buses, going around and thinking, what are all these trees doing between all the parks? I mean, I knew it was big, but I didn't know it was that big. I still remember going to Epcot and I barely knew about the World Showcase. So I was blown away being able to go into each of the different countries, go into the shops, try some of the food. It was just a completely different experience than Disneyland. Then they had weird rides like Living with the Land and Spaceship Earth and Figment, which I still haven't figured out what the heck that ride actually is. But it was just it was a crazy experience going to somewhere like 50s primetime where I'm so used to just going to Hungry Bear restaurant or something like a little bit of theme for sure, but nothing like a, a themed Disney World table service restaurant. So all in all, that first trip to Disney World without a ton of context was honestly just a a mind blowing experience. It's something I'll never forget to this day. And I still get enjoyment and chills every time I go to Disney World, even though I live five minutes away now. So uh it's just great memories and uh, something I'll forever cherish. Oh, Andrew, the Magical Express, the Magical Express. is your favorite memory. R.I.P. The Magical Express. I know it's the thing. The one of the things that pandemic took away from us. It's so true, and I miss it. I miss it. It's true. There was something really special about getting on the bus and the videos and all this, and it's just not the same anymore. I know. I know. I really miss it. And like, I did the Mirrors Connect, and it's fine. It's kind of the same bus and everything, but it's just not the same. But Andrew, when you were talking, that did remind me exactly of like my first trip. And you're right. Like, it, you're in awe of it. If you're a Disneyland West Coaster and you go to Disney World for the first time, it doesn't matter if you're seven or 27 or 57. When you first go, you're just like shocked at how much space and how much theming there is at Disney World. So that was sweet. And I do have to pick one bone with you, Andrew, though. You don't know what the figment ride is. The greatest <laughs> ride to this day. The greatest ride. Well, it wasn't always. I mean, let's be honest. Stitch's Great Escape has always been the greatest ride at Walt Disney World. But no. Close. No, close second. No. Is Andrew, figment. I hope you skipped <laughs> Stitch's Great Escape. I hope you were able to escape that one. Well, should we... Should we listen to Andrew's future or, as he said, current <laughs> wife? His current wife. That Katie. was adorable. Andrew, uh, your current <laughs> wife. I hope she's your only wife, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I think we should go listen to Katie. Now, you guys all remember that Katie is just one of the loveliest people I know. Katie and I met back when we did our college program. I think I shared this before, but funnily enough, we are from the same region in Washington State. We, we lived in the same area and never knew each other. And then we went all the way to Florida and we happened to be in like neighboring dorm spaces and did the same college program at the same time. So that's when I met Katie and she was also roommates with a few other friends of mine at that time. And little did I know that that friendship would last for another 15 years. It kind of kept bopping in and out of Katie's life. I would see her every once in a while when I would visit California before I lived here or she was in Florida. I think I even met her as she was a Disney character in Florida one time when I was on vacation. Hmm. But yeah, so it's it's just been a really fun evolution of our friendship over the years. And I'm so grateful to know her. So let's hear what Katie has to say. Hi, this is Katie Cover, And I wanted to start off by congratulating you guys. Dana and Adam, you guys have hit 100 episodes, and that is insane. When I was thinking back, this started about six months ago, and it's crazy to think that it's been so much longer. And to see how far you guys have come has been really, really great. As you know, I'm a big fan of the podcast, so congratulations. I am so, so excited for you, and I'm so proud of you guys. To celebrate, I wanted to go ahead and share a Disney memory. And I was kind of trying to think of the different memories that I have from my time at Disney, and I've, I've done a lot of cool things. You know, I've gone in the Haunted Mansion ballroom. I've walked in there, which is pretty cool. I've been inside Club 33 multiple times. I've toured the Disney archives. But I think even looking back at all of the cool memories that I've had at Disney, the number one thing that I really remember, though, is the relationships I've made. You know, just from meeting Dana from my first college program, meeting some of my best friends that were in my wedding, and meeting my husband, Andrew, who has also been on the podcast. So I thought it would be kind of cool to actually 
actually share the story of how Andrew and I met because it's a really kind of interesting story. So for those that don't know, Andrew and I did a college program together at Disneyland. I worked in guest relations and he worked in custodial. So we did not work together. We actually arrived to the college program um, on different weeks. So we really had no training together. And the way we met is I had a roommate who also worked in custodial who just happened to be scheduled a shift with Andrew. And then I also had another friend who I did orientation with who was neighbors with Andrew. So Andrew was a name that I heard around a few times. And, you know, in those first few weeks of the college program, you're trying to make friends. And some people had invited Andrew over to my apartment to watch the movies. So Andrew came over, there was kind of a lot going on. And, you know, like college kids, we couldn't decide on what movie to watch. So we were looking through all of our DVDs. Yeah, this was back in the DVD, not streaming days. And we came across a collection that I had of the Disney sing-along song. So I don't know if people remember the Disney sing-along songs. They were little shorts that would show like clips of Disney movies and just the songs. And I had one called Disneyland Fun. So if you guys have not seen this, watch it on YouTube. It is iconic. They have these like children going around with Mickey and all the other Disney characters and they're singing all these Disney songs. And then the Haunted Mansion scene with these like really creepy trees. Very iconic. Anyway, I happened to have a DVD of this randomly that I had gotten as a gift. And this was way before things like YouTube were really prevalent. And Andrew saw this and he remembered this from his childhood. And we automatically clicked over this movie, this Disney sing-along song, Disneyland Fun. And I just remember us talking, really clicking, really getting into it. And from there, it was kind of history. Um, we were both huge Disney history buffs. We ended up going to a lot of Disney events together. We met Disney legend Marty Scalar together um, at an event that we helped organize. We would go to these like Disney archive speaker series every week. And I remember we would squeeze into his little truck to drive up to Burbank to go to the and we were just, you know, big fans of going to the park together. So Disney, you know, brought me my husband. It brought me my love story. And I think that's something that can't be matched. And that's probably my best Disney memory, you know, meeting my husband and then meeting so many great friends. And I think that's a really great thing about Disney is I've noticed in my life that friends have come in and out of my life in different seasons. You know, Dana is a great example of that. We did our college program together. We had kind of stayed in very vague touch. And then we, you know, reconnected as we both lived in LA. And I've had that happen to multiple friends all around the country. So it's really about those relationships as cheesy as that sounds. But that was kind of the first thing that popped up when I was thinking of a Disney memory to share with you guys. But Again, congratulations, Dana and Adam. I am so excited for you and can't wait to see where the podcast goes from here. Cheers. Oh, Katie, that was so sweet. Okay, everything she just shared, it brought back instant memories. I know exactly that we sing sing along Disneyland video that she was watching. I also had it on, (laughs) I had it on VHS as a small child. She used the word iconic. That's a choice when she's talking about the the trees. But the trees were not iconic. They were terrifying. They were so scary. They did this haunted mansion moment at the very end where they're all dancing. It's all the villains. and these like spooky trees and they're dancing and I was petrified as a small child of this scene so I would watch this you know 30 minute VHS of Disneyland and loved it it was so like 1990 but then once that last scene came on I had to always like turn off the, the VHS I couldn't handle it you can watch it on YouTube now, by the way. I've watched it before with Ray. and I, I feel like I need to go find it and watch it. I will now. send it to you. It's not scary that now that I've watched it as an adult. I'll just let you know. Well, look, I thoroughly enjoy the meet cute story of Andrew and his current wife, Katie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's never going to live that no, down. Not. Like, she's going to hear this. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Um, <sighs> But uh, I love that. And thank you for the kind words about hitting 100 episodes. Yeah, thank you, Covers. We love you guys. So we've got another one here. And if it does not have to do with the giant fanny pack and endless supplies of hot sauce, I'm going to be highly disappointed. It is Sierra Leone, who, you know, she's been on the podcast several times and she's quickly become one of my favorite human beings. And I think it was all because of that day one with the Hermione Granger purse that just doesn't end. It's just, everything is inside 
that fanny pack. And that changed my life, putting hot sauce on the Ronto wrap over at the Galaxy. You Edge. know that Sierra is not allowed to wear that fanny pack anymore because it gave her back I know. problems. The doctor told her she yeah, can't. She has a doctor's right? note that she can't wear it anymore, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you all know Sierra. She's been on the podcast. There was that much in it. Literally, like, yeah. camping chairs. I think she had camping chairs in there. She would pull out. I mean, out and everything. Like, I mean, highly possible, right? Yeah. Well, a stove. Let's go have a pots and pans. Let's go have a listen at what Sierra has to say. And here we go. It is extremely hard for me to pick one memory, but one that stands out is the day that I met Philander, who is a plaid guide at Disneyland. He and I share the Haunted Mansion as our favorite Disneyland attraction. And I was able to ride it with him that day. And he shared so much magic and information and secrets and you know, everything he had with us that day, his generosity and his kindness as well. He and I continue to be friends to this day, and I'm forever grateful for that day that I was able to meet him. Philander. I love Philander. To clarify, who she's talking about is this guy who, when she said plaid, it's one of the guest services employees, guest relations, and they're the people who will take VIP guests around. So, Sierra's low-key letting us know that she's been on a VIP tour because that's pretty awesome. I have not. Yeah, I like the casual, like, (laughs) I was, you know, just happened to be with this plaid that I met. And Uh uh she was on a VIP tour. We see you, Sierra. But everybody should know about Philander because he is amazing. He's like, he wins awards for like being one of just like the best cast members. And he's so kind. I don't know this man. And yet every time I see him, he always will stop and talk to me. Even when he's got guests, like Sierra and him have a relationship. They know each other, but he will still like communicate with me. He's also good friends with my friend, Allison Mertzman, who I mentioned before. But if you guys are Disney nerds, cause you have to be, you're listening to our podcast, go follow Philander on Instagram. It's Philander, P-H-I-L-A-N-D-E-R-C- 85. He posts some really good like Imagineering Monday posts and tells you like really great history of the parks. And if you happen to be so inclined and have the money for a VIP tour, you should always ask for Philander to be your guide. And Philander, if you ever leave the parks and want to do an exit interview and tell all your stories, <laughs> oh, he's, give us a call. I'm sure he's got a lot give of us them. call Philander. <laughs> All right, who's next, Dana? We have, oh, we've got my sweet friend, Joe Carper. And you guys probably remember Joe. Joe worked at the Bippity Boppity Boutique out in Florida several years ago. She shared some really fun stories about her time, like basically just living in glitter at that job, which was like the first year that they had started Bippity Boppity Boutique. So she had a lot of insight into how they kind of started the trends there and the um, kind of hairstyles and everything. Joe is a dear friend of mine. I met her living in Los Angeles, but before that she was roommates with one of my best friends, Carly, who's been on the podcast a lot. And that is the reason we know Joe, why Joe is in our lives is because of her friendship with Carly. So let's take a listen and see what Joe has to say. I would say, honestly, I have a few just general memories of Disney, of working there that I loved. One being just being up late at night with my roommates in our living room, telling collective tales from the day, good, bad, and really funny or awkward. Another memory I really hold dear is when my roommates and I decided, even though we were really tired, to go to Cocoa Beach and catch the sunrise because... They have the best sunrises there and we got McDonald's on the way and we were running down the boardwalk and like dying laughing because we were exhausted and that was definitely one of my favorite things. But I would say that Disney for me is just a bunch of beautiful little moments that have turned into this tapestry of like wonderful, wonderful memories for me as an adult now and I look forward to bringing my kids and watching them create their own Disney quilt of memories. Aw, Joe, thanks for sharing that. You know, the theme that always just sticks with me, and it's every time, you know, we have these guests on or we talk to friends who work there and you and your close-knit group that you built from your time there, Dana, like these friendships that were built over summers or semesters working there, working through the college program, 
it's just incredible. Like, I think it's so incredible. And those are memories that you're going to all hold with you for such a long time. I feel like I've got like FOMO from not doing this when I was in college. Why did I go take an internship at a news station? I should have like gone to Disney for a year. Yeah. So lame, (laughs) Adam. How dare you? I know. Jeez. But I think, I think it's amazing. I think those memories of like fleeting youth of our (laughs) fleeting youth running down a boardwalk to see the sunrise. That's amazing. I know. And that's, that's just beautiful. I know. Thank you for sharing that Joe. And also love the audio of your little kiddos running around in the background. That was adorable. (laughs) Okay. Well, speaking of Joe and her roommate experience, I think it's only natural that we head over to a submission we got from my dear friend, Carly. Now, Carly has also been on the podcast several times. She is one of the few that straddles the line between former cast member and fan favorite. She comes on the podcast a lot because she's one of our dear friends and goes to Disneyland with me like every other weekend. So she's got a lot of tips and tricks and she spent so much time at Disneyland, but she did spend that one year at Disney World working in the college program. She worked on Expedition Everest. So if you remember, we actually had her on twice to talk about it because it was so fascinating to hear her stories of working this big roller coaster and how I had no idea the like break zones. Now I only think of that when I ride roller coasters where she explained all those different break zones that this is where they'll stop something. So you're never going to be stopped like upside down or mid like scary moments. It's going to always be like kind of in the lull spots. But yeah. Carly always is a wealth of information. Carly has told me stories about where people get stuck on Expedition Everest. Only things I can dream of and hope that it happens one day. (laughs) One day. And that one day when I do get stuck at the very top and have to get marched down those stairs, I'm going to FaceTime her from the stairs being like, it is happening. It is finally happening (laughs) this moment in my life. I like that you think you get cell reception inside that big old cave. I like that you are confident that. Or I will film the entire (laughs) thing and make everybody watch it. But um, let's go ahead and listen to what Carly had to say. It seems almost impossible to like narrow down your favorite Disney memory or anything like that because there are so many. Probably, I mean, any fireworks show is so magical. I cry every single time. Just when you look around at everybody watching, when you use the music with the lights and the, it's just like, how do you not cry at those fireworks? They're just absolutely beautiful. Also, it was really fun, like, when I worked there, you know, you have basically a pocket full of fast passes or anything in case, like, the ride breaks down and people are in line, you give out things, how many in your party, write it down. But there were also some times where you just had those in your pocket and people would be walking around and they were really nice people and you'd reward them. And I would just hand out fast passes to random people and it would just make their day. And that was so cool. Also, like, just with our group of friends, back in the day when you had fast passes that you could give out, if we were leaving the park early and our fast pass time was for later, we would just give them to, like, a nice family, and they were always so grateful, and that was just really, really cool. Oh, and when I worked there, the girls that I lived with, we had a bowl on the dining room table that we just basically emptied our pockets of fast passes in from various rides through the different parks. And so if you were going with friends or whatever, you could just go to the bowl and pull out the the fast passes for whatever you wanted to go on. And uh, that was really cool. Fast passes. Now I'm just sad that they're gone. Thanks for the reminder. No. Oh, I love fast passes. I just miss them so much. I miss the paper ticket. And I will say fast passes is another thing that was really great about them. They made an excellent bookmark if you didn't use them later. So I still have a few and I like them as a bookmark. I miss that. You got way more steps in back in the day at the parks because you had to go like get your fast pass, go do something else, come back. Like you, there was there was a lot of steps getting in to get those fast passes back a long time ago when we walked uphill both ways in the snow to get to the park. But such elder millennials. Wasn't Carly the one who told us about they used to go up to the top of Expedition Everest to see the fireworks? At the other parks. Yeah, it had to have been her. She's the only one who had access to I feel like to that, that was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that like Hearing the stories with the fireworks, and yeah, it's true. It's true. I know. Fireworks are magical. Oh, love you, Carly. Thank you for sharing that story. Oh, Dana, it's your biffle. Uh, what's a biffle? I don't know. Isn't that like a a term the youth use for best friend for life? Oh, I'm, 
something like that. Biffle. Oh, I, I'm not. Have you never I'm heard not of that? the youth anymore. I just had a birthday. I'm getting older by the minute. But yeah, old. Lady. Um, no, I have not heard that. <laughs> but if you're talking about my bestie Evan, then yes, we're about up. Yeah, is Biffle a thing? Now I have to look this up. I'm confused. But forever more, Evan will be your. She biffle. is my Biffle. <laughs> if whatever that is, um, a wiffle ball Biffle. No, I gotta tell you guys. So it was my birthday just a couple of weeks ago. Happy birthday to me. I, you know this, I went and ran. I bought you a cruise ship. Dang you it. bought me a cruise ship. I went on a 5K in Malibu with Carly, who you just heard from. Yeah. We had Emmy-nominated unpaid intern Ryan, and we had the best time. Is this in this contract now that we have to call him Emmy-nominated yeah, unpaid it is, intern Ryan? It is. That's okay. how you Got have it. to address him. At, is that how we? Is that how we negotiated with the union, it is the Ryan Union this it year? It is correct. Avoided the strike. Emmy-nominated unpaid intern. <laughs> No, we had a great time. We we ran a 5K in Malibu. And then in the afternoon, I met up with all of our girls, the Sierras, Kim, and all of their husbands and partners and such. And Ryan, of course, and Ray. And so we show up to this brewery. And I'm like giving a hug to Sierra's boyfriend, Josh. I'm so excited to see him. And he is a huge dude. He's like towering over me and after i release from this hug i look behind him and there is evan she has flown in all the way from portland to surprise me on my birthday and i was just floored like it's hard to surprise me i knew about this even i knew knew? about this i didn't know you knew about this (laughs) i knew about it i knew about it because i've been texting with evan about other stuff and then she was like oh by the way i'm gonna surprise dana Blah, 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 oh. blah. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, I knew about it and I couldn't say anything. Even my seven-year-old knew about it. She knew about it. At one point, I looked over and I was like, Ray, did you know? And she gives me this, like, slice. She's like, yeah, I did. I think she found out, like, that morning. But, yeah, so it was really, really <laughs> special. And I got to have some extra special time with Evan. And she went to Disneyland the next day with us. So I got to take her on Millennium oh. Falcon Smuggler's Run, which is maybe not the best ride ever. But it was really fun to see her experience it. And, of course, I made her be the pilot. And she never done it no she'd never done it she was oh. ecstatic her and carly were the pilots did you take her on rise no we didn't have time we didn't have time oh. i know okay well let's listen to what evan has next to time oh all right so this one i guess is pretty hard for me just because i have so many beautiful disney memories just from working there and being in the parks and disney from my childhood and whatnot but i would have to say just something that stays with me and something that I feel is a core memory for me is getting to walk through the parks when I worked there with my BFF, Dana, but getting to walk through the parks before we started shifts and just really early mornings there and feeling that energy of just kind of quiet and peacefulness, but it still had this like buzz and just kind of like vibration of energy through the park and there was just something way magical about that moment and it's something that I think will just stay with me the rest of my life and I I think that that would have to be my favorite Disney memory oh my gosh I completely forgot about that experience I know exactly what she's talking about We used to work at Hollywood Studios, which I think was still called MGM Studios when we were there because that's how long ago it was. And we would play these like Disney Junior characters and we would be at the play and dine breakfast. And because if you're a character in any of the breakfasts, you have to be there at like the crack of dawn to get your costume and be prepped. And, you know, if you're putting on makeup for your costume, whatever you need, if you're a face character, there's makeup and wigs and you know, you have to build this whole costume. It's quite a process. So we, our call time would be at like 5.30 in the morning for the first time we're going Oof. out at 8 a.m. into the parks or into the restaurants. And I know exactly what she's talking about because we would leave our backstage area where we grabbed our costumes. And because nobody was in the park yet, if we could get our booties over to the break room before 8 a.m., you could just walk through with your costume in a bag and just see the whole park before anything else had opened. And it was really Hmm. magical. It was so cool. Her and I would usually get there early so we could get breakfast at the commissary, the real commissary they have there, not the, not the one inside. (laughs) Not the ABC made up ABC. Yep. Yep. Oh, that was special. (laughs) That was really special. I know. Very, very cute. Good. And I like, she dropped 
core memory. She made a core memory. She did. In there. Well, she's my core oh. memory. Okay. She's my core memory of that whole experience. All right, folks. It is time. I'm going to intro this the way she would want us to intro this. Of course, naturally. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. Why you tuned in today. Not to listen to me and Dana, but because you knew that there would be an appearance from the one, the only, fan favorite, Kim Moffat. She would tell you that she's the single fan favorite, and she's coming for that title, Andrew Cover. She wants that title, and she wants it real bad. (laughs) Yay, it's Kim. So I'm a little worried because I'm looking at these. Kim sent two in, and one is two megabytes. In file size. Uh-huh. And the other one is 31 oh, no. megabytes in file size. So I feel like, did Kim just record an entire episode for us? No, wait, hold on. Is that what happened? No, it's highly possible. No, I can tell you what you're looking at. You're looking at a very proficient podcaster in Kim. She sent us an MP3 and a wave file because she's really good. Oh. At, so she only sent one. This in. is why I'm not Emmy nominated. You're not. I'm paid intern Ryan because I didn't know the difference. No, that's what it is. So you're <laughs> seeing the bit rate because of the different file size, but they are the same. So it's okay. But truly wouldn't also surprise me if Kim sent in a whole episode just on her own that she wanted to share. Okay, let's go have a listen to what Kim has to say. Dana and Adam, happy 100th episode. This is obviously fan favorite Kim. Look how hard we all worked. We worked so hard. We all did 100 episodes, all of us in our own way. I was trying to think of my favorite Disney trip, Disney moment, and I thought of a lot of Big moments. Going to Disney World was really amazing. Watching the fireworks out there on the balcony while we were having dinner at the Contemporary. Amazing time. Ray's first visit was so fun and so special. But every time I think about a really special moment at Disney, I keep coming back to kind of quieter moments. Um, All of us with our beers under the bridge watching the Cars Land ride, usually during magic hours so we can sneak in a quick photo shoot. Or um, riding Big Big Thunder and catching the fireworks right as you're going. Or just having like a 17-hour lunch. Really anywhere. We decide that we're going to just plop down for 17 hours. Whether it's at the food court, which is San Francisco now. Or at an actual restaurant. All those moments are just the absolute best. I think you can plan a Disney trip. And Dana does such an excellent job planning our trips. But really, those magical moments are things that happen when you're least expecting it, when you are having that like very quiet moment and it just becomes a great memory. Oh, Kim with the words. Kim Kim with the words. She's always got the good words. Oh, Kim. That was really sweet. Poetic. Poetic, Kim. I'm touched right here in the heart. That was sweet. A little bit. A little bit. I know. A little bit. She's so. I appreciated that she did take credit for all 100 episodes as well. Yeah. That. That's not uh, surprising you know. to anybody here. Yeah, not that tracks. But I think she's exactly right. Like, I was actually listening to her, and I know you and I are going to, at the end of this, share our favorite Disney memories, which is really hard to narrow it down to one. So I'm going to just tease. I'm going to give my, like, runner-up right now because Kim made me think of it. And it is, it is those quiet moments. And to me, it was that trip to Disneyland, like, a year and a half ago when we all sat in your room pressed up against the windows watching the fireworks and we had the kids in there and like all of us were in there just crunched up against the window watching the fireworks to the music queued up to it on YouTube. Yeah. That was a pretty good memory from Disney. And Kim made me think of that because she was there and then she's talking about those quiet moments. And that was, that was a really cool one. That was a really cool moment. Yeah. We were staying at the Disneyland hotel and Emmy nominated unpaid intern had set up the music because we couldn't get it quite right on the TV. So he found it on right. YouTube and played it through a speaker because he's that kind of guy. And that was really, really cool too <laughs> to like have the music synced up. So that was special. Yeah. Wait, speaking of Emmy nominated unpaid intern, Ryan, he's left us a little, a little something, something. He sure did. Should we go hear what Ryan has to say I... about his favorite best quirkiest memory i have no idea what i also want you guys to know that he sent this in about 20 (laughs) minutes before we started this recording because i told him i was like sir are you going to also make something so i think right before he left work he made a quick recording for us so let's go have a listen all right 
100 episodes. That's crazy. So many episodes I'm actually having trouble remembering specifically which memories I've already shared. But for going back to early childhood memories of going to Disneyland, I'd have to say one that comes to mind is when I was a kid, and I was about 10 years old maybe, I think I was in fourth grade, and I went for the first time with my family. And I have a lot of great memories from that trip. There was still only just the one park. It was very hot. My younger sister was deathly afraid of seeing the Beast in person, even though she was fascinated with the Beast as a character. But one memory that always sticks out from that trip for me is when I was riding the train around the park, the Grand Circle Tour, uh, and I was wearing this hat that I'd gotten, I think, the day before or, or maybe even that day. It was a red plaid hat with uh, Mickey's face on it, like just baseball cap. And, man, I loved that thing. And I remember being so excited to be there, you know, sporting my new gear and being on the train and, you know, seeing how iconic all of this stuff was. And I remember sticking my head out of the train and uh, turned to look back where we had come and the wind just blew this hat right off my head. And I was immediately just heartbroken, like, oh, I love this thing so much, and it's gone forever. And I remember later that day going to Lost and Found, and sure enough, they'd found it, and I got my hat back. And that was sort of my my first magical moment, I guess you could say. Obviously, I have a lot of great memories from working there, you know, obviously meeting one of our best friends in the world, Evan, and, you know, having such a good time with Dana and all of our other friends that we had there going to some really great concerts when the House of Blues was still there. What? Maybe it's still in Florida? I, I don't remember, actually. But one magical night that will always stick out, and we've probably talked about this before, was Evan uh, was dating a guy who happened to be one of the monorail drivers, maybe even a manager. And he took us out for a really, really fun night. But on the way back to the park where we were going to watch fireworks on this beautiful rooftop view from one of the main street buildings, he was driving the monorail and we were in the front car and he knew how much I loved the monorail and just thought it was so cool. And this guy's like, hey, Ryan, hey, you want to drive it? I'm like, what? What? Are you are you serious? And I hopped up into the driver's seat and I got to drive the monorail, I believe, from Epcot to the Magic Kingdom. I won't say his name. I know he doesn't work there anymore, but I can't imagine that the Disney company would love that. Although I, I guess I was an employee too, so what are you going to do? And then, I mean, come on, reliving all of our amazing memories by getting to uh, help you guys with this amazing podcast that you've now done 100 episodes of. That's insane. But it's been a blast. I've loved hearing both of your stories, both of your memories, and and hearing from everybody else that we've had the pleasure of recording and talking to and learning from. And it's been so much fun. And uh, here's to the next hundred. <laughs> what am I saying? Oh, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan. Aww. Ryan, 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 Ryan. Oh, Ryan. I know. Sorry, my love. We're going to try to do a hundred more. Who let him drive... Oh, who let him drive the monorail? Yeah, it was Evan's boyfriend also, at that time, and um, it was pretty cool. I was there. I I think we've talked about this on the podcast. I have pictures, and I will definitely post them if I haven't already before. I have a picture of him driving the monorail, like he's cheesing up to the camera while driving the monorail. Um, and he also yeah, what what skills are involved in driving a thing that goes in one direction and follows a track? Well. I think there's a lot of like talk, <laughs> if I'm remembering right, talk of like, hey, it's monorail blue coming up, monorail. Blue. He got to drive monorail red. That was a very big deal. And he got to, you know, like after the voice recording said where we were pulling into, which was the Magic Kingdom, he did get to go on and say like something like, thank you for writing monorail red. Have a magical day or something like that. So he was pretty, pretty excited. That was a good day. That was a hot day. I remember that day really well. And it was, I had been Alice earlier that day at Epcot and we took the monorail after my shift from Epcot to the Magic Kingdom. And it was the single hottest day I've ever experienced in Florida. I was just dripping with sweat constantly. But we got to go because of the same boyfriend that Evan was dating at the time. He got us up on the rooftop of the Emporium and we got to watch the fireworks from there. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's also my favorite monorail ride is fr it's actually from Magic Kingdom to Epcot is my favorite ride because you do that loop. Yeah. Of Epcot yeah. on your way in. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which I love. I like that, too. Well, Ryan, thank you 
for putting up with us and all of our weird audio issues and all those other things and the edits and everything to get us to 100 episodes because without Emmy-nominated unpaid intern Ryan, we would not have a podcast. Ain't that the truth. I love you, hun. Thank you so much. Okay, we have one last submission, and I'm going to cry with this one. It is none other than my very own daughter. Uh, I had been talking to the girls when we were at Disneyland the other weekend about what I wanted to do with the podcast, that we had talked about having our close friends submit little stories that they remembered. Everybody thought that was really cute. And Ray, who I was just kind of saying all of this in front of her, I didn't really think she was listening she just looked at me and she goes, I have a favorite memory. My favorite memory is right now. And I was like, what? And so Stop. I pulled out my phone. And what you're about to hear is Ray just talking about some of her favorite memories. And you have to also know that we are in the middle of Avengers campus. So you're going to hear some background noise. And Your favorite music. My favorite music. Um, but no, it was a cool spot that we were in. We were kind of <laughs> in a little enclave. And she's also eating a Mickey ice cream premium bar in this moment. And uh, she she's be. seated, I think, either on Sierra's lap or next to Sierra. So those are key things to know in this recording. All right. Enjoy. Hey, Ray, what is your favorite memory of going to Disneyland? I like it today. Because I have a Mickey bar, and um, there's lots of, um, like, taste in it. Yeah, what's it taste like? Vanilla. Uh-huh. Any other flavors? And chocolate. Yeah? That, yeah. What do you like uh, about a Mickey ice cream bar? What's the best part about it? Because it's cold, and cold stuff is the best food. Yeah. High five, kiddo. Anything else you love about Disney? I don't know. You don't know? Mm-hmm. Do you like the rides? Yeah. Do you like Sierra? Sierra's pointing at herself. Do you like hanging out with Sierra at yeah. Disney? Yeah? Yeah. Are you all done? Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, I'm all done. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Oh, stop, Ray. I know. The Mickey bar. I mean, let's be honest. A Mickey premium bar is probably the best part of Disney, period. Yeah. It's going to be a memory memory we all hold. I know. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing her voice. She was, yeah, (laughs) she was just so cute eating that Mickey ice cream bar. And we don't, we don't spoil her very often, but once in a while we'll let her get one. And it was a hot day. She deserved one that day. I think Evan was also eating one with her. Oh, I know. Oh, all right, Dana. It's down to us. I shared one. Okay. I feel like I shared. I've got another one in mind. I shared a lot because these stories were of stories that I was involved in some of them. So it brought up a few memories, but I have to think really quickly. I guess this is maybe just because I'm thinking of my daughter right now after listening to her voice. But one of my favorite memories happened at one of the Disney resorts, and it was an all-star resort, which is never do I stay at those. But this last trip that we made, we were staying at the all-star movies, and like our third morning, we were getting ready for the Magic Kingdom. Ryan was taking a shower, and Ray was eating breakfast, and she just looked over and was like, Mom, Mom. And, and I said, what? She's she's like, my tooth. And her very first tooth had popped out with her breakfast. And so I was just screaming. Ryan came out like in a towel thinking that one of us was like, had fallen and hurt <laughs> ourselves because we were both screaming because we were so excited. And then the rest of the day was with you, Adam, and your family and Ray. And, and yeah. it was just so special to see her. We got her a little button that said, I'm celebrating losing my first tooth. And she was really- Very on brand for the Johnson family. Super on brand. But it was a really special day. It just really sticks out in my memory. I remember her meeting Mickey and showing the button and he made a big to-do about it and the pictures. And I just have this picture of her. She's so proud of herself showing off her gap in her front teeth and- that was a really special recent memory for me. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go to Disneyland Paris. Kurt and I on our first trip there. It was around Christmas time. It was so cold, so cold, but it was honestly one of the most magical days at Disneyland Paris. The park is beautiful. 
but being there in Paris with Kurt at Disneyland Paris, bundled up with sleet coming down, cold, and there's a great photo, and we'll, we'll add it to the Instagram for this episode of Kurt and I on their main street with a castle behind us, like gripping onto cups of hot coffee <laughs> to keep ourselves warm. But it was still such an incredible day and night at that park and exploring a brand new place that neither of us had been to before. And to go there for the first time together was just, it was an incredible experience. And then we went to the Disneyland Park Hotel, which is right there at the entrance for dinner and had a really fancy dinner at their fancy restaurant that night. And it was just, it was incredible. The whole thing was just absolutely incredible. And just that, that whole trip sticks in my memory as just an amazing and amazing time. And Disneyland Paris, we we should do an episode about, maybe we should do an episode about Disneyland Paris at some point because it is a beautiful, beautiful park. It's really what Disneyland would be if Disneyland had been built then versus now. And it's it's got the charm of Disneyland, but space and more modern. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful and it's amazing. It was a great trip. Aw, that's so sweet. As you're saying, yeah, I was yeah. picturing like the movie Serendipity with your little hot chocolate and all that. And yeah, it's so wintry and magical. It was crazy because the next morning we got up and we stayed at the Hotel Cheyenne on that trip. And there was snow on the ground. I was like, what is this? There's snow on the ground at Disney. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Like not not what you usually experience. Put two and two together. Yeah. And it was magical. Get, it was magical. You can get snow. You can get the fake snow, the soapy snow at the parks. Yeah. No, no, we got real stuff. That's real awesome. stuff in Paris. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Well, hundred episodes, Dana. I can't believe it. I'm so proud of us. Thank you guys. Thank you everybody for listening yeah. and engaging with us. I hope you've enjoyed it. We are always here, so please. Keep reaching out to us. DM us on Instagram. We read all of the messages. We love them. They just make our day. I know we are heading into the holiday season, or Adam knows, the Mariah Carey season. And we are excited to bring you guys some more content. But also, we just want to thank you for listening to us for the last two plus years, which is wild. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And we hope that you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy Mariah's season. It's done. I had to do it. I had to do it. You, you're ridiculous. <laughs> Have a great one, everybody. All right. Take care, guys. Bye.